0: Okay, yeah. we're, we're back. Around. Welcome to Talking Grit. I'm Cassie. I'm Matt. And we have a special guest. Two guests. Lo- what, two today, guests? no, we two, two, yeah. have two guests today. I know, but I'm probably gonna not post this podcast until tomorrow or the next day, so sure. that it makes it look like you know we've been working on <laughs> <laughs> batching your content. Yeah. We're totally batching our content. <laughs> uh, we have a really special guest today. I first met her. Well. I first started stalking her on Instagram after I saw a picture that she took in our Huntington Beach studio, and I was like, this chick looks really cool, super high energy, and I want to know who she is. And so I went on to Instagram, and I found Coach Tulin, and here she is I'm in there. our office on Facebook Live, and um, she's here. I'm here. Can you tell us who you are? Some I'm five, nine. I like long walks on the beach. and no, I'm kidding. Um, so I lovingly go by Coach Chulin. I, yeah, I said I had the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. Listen, <laughs> I, if you say
1: too late, I'm going to reply. So okay. Chulin, Shulin, Tulin, Tolin, too late. I replied to all too of it. Tulin. Yes, that works. Okay, good. Unless I'm in trouble. So... I'm <laughs> <laughs> I am the plus size health and fitness. We've been, we've
2: been working on that with my kid actually. Have it's you? like if you say Kingston Riverborn, that means you're in trouble. Oh yeah. <laughs> if it's your whole name and the way you say it yeah. really has a different meaning.
1: <laughs> my <laughs> husband's trying to get me to hear him when he says Tilin. And I'm like, it's in your native tongue. Why are you saying it incorrectly? But then I can't say his name correctly either, so it's perfect. It's okay, perfect. Right? Well wait, what's his name? It's Kiddim. But look at all the. Em- Do you see my whole body contort when I say yeah. hit him? But it's we call him Kareem like cream Abdul Jabbar. It just makes it easy. <laughs> hit him.
0: Hit him. What nationality is that? It's Turkish. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Are you Turkish? I am part Turkish. Yeah. Is that how you guys? did Is that was that like your love connection? No. So the story. Because how do you two Turkish
1: people fight? I know. How <laughs> like do a couple of turkeys hook yeah. up? I don't know. Um, <laughs> the story we told his parents, who might be listening to this now, was that we met in a Starbucks. But the reality is, we actually met online through Match.com. I was gonna say so that it had to be one of the things that connected. He probably said, "Oh, you're Turkish." Yes, he reached out to me. I ignored him. And I lived in West Hollywood at the time, and I couldn't, it was uh, Halloween, I couldn't make it back, and I happened to read his whole background, he lived all over the world, and spoke all these languages, and I happened to notice that he kickboxed, and I boxed at the time, and he spoke Turkish. And I'm like, hey, we've got a couple things in common, we should connect. And he almost totally ignored me, because I ignored his original
0: message to me. And so, that, but, okay, yeah. I could just, like, go into all kinds of stuff it's like a that. fascinating but let's not, story. Let's, let, we won't go there. Okay, so... You're Coach Tulin. I am Coach Tulin. And what's your claim to fame? Why are you here? So
1: I call myself the plus size health and fitness motivator. The reason why I did that is I strung those words together when somebody asked me what it is that you do. And I am very literal um, and I don't use a lot of flowery language. I just kind of say it like it is. And um, I came into this because I had gained 180 pounds. My family went broken homeless from a highly successful business. And I was trying to figure out ways to move my body. I could not walk up a New York City block. I could not walk up a set of stairs. I could barely get off of the couch because my center of gravity wouldn't allow me to. My husband had lost the ability to walk for two two years due to multiple sclerosis. Mm -hmm. And um, I needed to do something for myself and I couldn't find another body like mine in motion. And I went searching online to find her and I became her. And when I became her, I was told that being her was not okay. That it was bad for plus size women and I shouldn't share my journey publicly. And broke as a joke, barely getting on my feet, my husband looked at me and said, friends don't let friends die. Mm -hmm. And so I started using social media to share my journey and little did I know that it would create a movement and make change. So that's when, did, when did
2: your journey actually start?
1: 1973. Yeah. Um, so my journey... I'm doing math. Yeah. 45. i For, 45, but I love a good rap song. <laughs> <laughs> the dirtier, the better. Uh,
0: that's why you're doing math. That's <laughs> why.
1: So what was your question?
2: Um, when did your, like, uh, more of your... This journey. Instagram... Yeah. ...fitness uh, motivator journey?
1: About six to seven years ago um my journey with fitness in general i was anti-fitness avoided pe all that kind of stuff former anorexic former eater, all of that when i started to move my body um, was about seven years ago and i i could only move it for like two to three minutes like that was it i was gonna vomit like i would dry heave three times and eat after each one say good workout i said you know what I'm not gonna beat myself up for what I can't do, I'm gonna celebrate what I can do, which is a huge role reversal for somebody who spoke so negatively to herself. So this journey that you see online especially, it goes almost back to my very day one, um, but everything you see on my social media is, is really just, like my first post was on Facebook and I had changed to my new married name and just nobody was following, no one cared. Um, where I felt that way. I'm not saying people didn't care. I felt that way. And I plugged in a Work End DVD, and I looked at it, I'm like, oh, they're jumping. I'm gonna sway side to side. Oh, they're getting on the floor. I just got up. Like, I just, <laughs> I can't do this. This is really my, my whole thing. And so I created, I said, I'm just gonna focus on moving my body for two weeks at a time and just see what happens. Not two weeks at a time, 14 days. Not gonna change my eating, not gonna change anything else. Let's just see what happens, see if I can finally see this through. I didn't want anybody to know, anybody to notice. And so I use social media as a way to hold myself personally accountable. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know what the heck I was trying to say in this um, album that I have on Facebook, but it's called Insanity in the Membrane, because I start off with insanity.
2: I was just gonna ask you that.
1: Yeah. It was insanity, and so I looked at it. I'm like, I don't look like you. I can't move like you, and I'd use all those exclu- excuses.
2: Have you heard my story?
1: Uh, I was no. To say, this, what this is
0: insanity. Go no. to uh, well, more that story, too. Yeah.
2: But it was probably ten years ago. No. whenever I'm trying to think of when P90X came out because that's okay. P90X. I was over 300 pounds mm-hmm. when really? I started my weight loss journey. Whoa. I went. Actually, I went to Surfside. Right on seventeenth Street, I went with a group of guys' friends to Coachella every year. Yeah. And I went to try on there was not one piece of clothing that I could fit in at Surfside. Wow. So went to Coachella, came back, put in P ninety X. I worked out for ninety days straight in my living room because I was too embarrassed to go to the gym. Right. And even though I was a division one athlete right. in college, so I wasn't I've been an athlete ever since I was a little kid. Yeah. So like it was like for me to go to the gym and be that out of shape, right. I was like I don't wanna do that. Right. Like so I literally lost sixty pounds in those ninety days. That's crazy. Went yeah, went to two fifty, then I did insanity. Yeah. Right afterwards. Yeah. I was like, shit this working. Right. right. <laughs> it's keep, keep going. Keep going. And then like I actually I had to do a lot of stuff for insanity and change my right. workout there because mm-hmm. you know, just jumping around at bad knees right. and from beating it when it was heavy right. to when I wasn't heavy, I was still my body still wasn't working properly, so I had to like Managed my way through Insanity because it was a little bit too much at times yeah, and just sure. do it every day Like it takes a beating on your body that you're not really ready for and that that was my as soon as I was done with Insanity I got on Yelp, and I found a spin studio and a yoga studio to start stretching and start spinning and You know doing something that I. it was funny because I got a gym membership And I went and watched a spin class and I was like I could teach it better than this guy Yeah, no real? yeah. yeah. And then I went to this spin studio for a month, and they asked me to teach, and I went through the teacher training, and then a year later left, and we opened Grit.
1: That is great. My husband, I watched him, and I'd eat Chinese food in front of him and drink an extra large Coke because I was really mad, and I was like the saboteur because I was afraid there wouldn't be a spot in his, you know, our world. So we gained 280 pounds between the two of us. He gained 100. I gained 180. In a little hotel room that we can barely keep over our head, he's on his knees doing P90X. Yeah. And that's where he started. So I learned about the power of modification yeah. through him. I wouldn't give him oh, credit.
2: I, I, <laughs> bought, I bought the pull-up bar and there was a chance I was Oh, there wasn't. Up. I ru- I ruined the door frame and right. everything just from trying to do okay. pull-ups. Yeah. So that- when they say, oh,
1: you put a door frame, I'm like, yeah, that's not <laughs> yeah. But he was a division. He, he played for UCLA. And he was a walk-on at UCLA, and he got diagnosed with MS at 19 years old. So after all this stuff happened, hugely successful business, business partner couldn't handle our success, he was, that's where he started too. So like, it's really interesting, yeah. you know, that whole, I, that's,
0: I didn't know that. Well, and here's my story. Yeah, you, need,
2: okay. you need to stop me. <laughs> yeah. You need to stop Wait. me, but I got some pictures. I had a big beard. I didn't have the no okay, box, I and I was it. seeing. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah I got to see it. And I, my name is Cassie, and I'm an emotional eater. Me too. And I was 21 and lost 60 pounds by stop stopping eating like an asshole. Mm. And I have, um, and it does not ever go away. Mm-hmm. And I'm constantly talking to myself. To not eat like an asshole, mm-hmm. and it is hard. You never, never, ever can let your guard down. Right. And um, now I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I'm very emotional. About I got really close a couple of times. I so. um, but I think that that is something. I know this is not going to be about us but i think that that is something that as fitness professionals mm-hmm. and and you are in that same yes i will look at you in the same way because there are women mm-hmm. who are looking at you and going yeah well, she doesn't understand right because you know she they don't know your origin right. story right like you didn't know I our didn't know origin yes. stories yeah. and people make assumptions mm-hmm. that we're never going to understand yep how they feel, and everybody has their something, mm-hmm. and whether it's weight or it's, you know, a financial hardship or a learning disability mm-hmm. or a bad marriage, you know, like everybody has their thing, mm-hmm. and um, and I think that is why your story and the way that you tell it mm-hmm. on social media and wherever else you're, you know, I just follow you there, is um, so important because and does so much because you do. uh, tell people where you're from you know what your story is and um so you don't lose sight of it And Mm -hmm. I think I can lose sight of my story sometimes Mm -hmm. I think Matt you know we take ourselves for granted right you know um I, I wish
2: I had more pictures. Like yeah. I didn't. you I mean, had so i was saying you didn't, you didn't. want you didn't want to take pictures. So yeah. I don't I don't even have very good before and after pictures no. because I didn't take any pictures. And you didn't I didn't read take, it. I didn't take before yep. pictures. Yeah. But I told you to do it on P90x. So yep. I like. always
1: tell people you got to do it. I don't even have pictures. That I may have. I have some with yeah. couple, but was yeah. a photographer, or and it and it was just it wasn't so much. I didn't think I was pretty or didn't feel good, but I spent most of my life looking, not most of my life, but a good portion of my life at that time looking in the rearview mirror. So I only saw this. Mm -hmm. So I didn't see what was happening everywhere. But, you know, to your point one of the things that I tell people is the size of your body does not determine the size of your journey. Mm-hmm. And that every single one of the things that I love to do is um, I believe that we all sit at the same table. I see myself as an athlete. I see myself as a fitness professional. The letters I have behind my name I say is uh, HBBH. I'm a human being being human. Mm-hmm. That the journey is really, really important and so often we'll look at and say, I don't belong. But that's the story and the emotion that you're attaching to an experience that you had. Mm-hmm. And we are looking at this other human who's got a story, another struggle. I have not truly, 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 maybe Attract really amazing souls in my life, so I work so hard at my mental self. But I have not met anybody in the fitness profession that doesn't have a freaking passion to want that's come from some sort of a hardship or some sort of a story, and they want to take that and pour it into other people. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't have a size, fit has no size. Mm -hmm. And some of us, you know, some of us can move into more of the, the traditional look of fitness. Well, that's great, but you don't know their story. If they go back to their old way of living, like that's the reality the bottom line is if we just focus on this journey from a place of health gains, mm-hmm. let the weight loss be the byproduct, let the story that we attach to it is the one of our choice, it becomes fun to be in the journey and it's like F the destination. Mm-hmm. Like that's not where my greatness lives. Like that's not who I am. That's not my. That's not my defining moment. It's the fact that I can do something different on every day like the muscle I celebrate the most is my heart. Not because it's so big and I'm coming from place of service. So There's that part of it too, but legitimately my heart. Yeah. Like we're not supposed to have like our watches on in class or anything. So <laughs> you can put a sweatband over it. Well, before. what I do is I very carefully peek like this and I make sure nobody else can see it. Nobody can get in trouble because I have to do that. But I have, I look and I look at my heart rate where it spikes and I'm like, yes. Then I watch it recover just for a second. I'm like, and so I really celebrate that because yeah. I'm alive. Like I, like I can, I can do all of this in this body. Yeah. And I don't have like a weight loss goal, but I'm not going to be foolish and say a 260 pound body is where I want to stay. Mm-hmm. But I'm not waiting to live my life or my worth or whatever based on the size of my pants. I want to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to shrink. I want to grow. You know. And so everything else that happens, I just celebrate.
0: Um, I teach this one song um and it's about being alive and it's like three really hard long sprints and after the second one i always say put your hand on your heart Mm -hmm. and do you feel your heartbeat like that you know a lot of people think that's a struggle and Mm -hmm. you know that sucks i don't want to work that hard to feel that but i want you to put your hand on your heart and like feel your heartbeat because that means you're like alive and you're here and you're doing this yes and it's always i don't play it that often Mm -hmm. but when i do it i it means so much to me um so one of the things that we were talking about before we started recording mm-hmm. was about oh you can't tell that story
1: no i'm just yeah. kidding yeah, I, no. no i'm just kidding <laughs> I'm all, it was no, I'm just
0: um, but we talked about and this is like a very open and honest mm-hmm. conversation that we're going to start okay. um but we talked about the curvy girl coming in to grit cycle yeah. and how that's not always not the most comfortable feeling and that sometimes she's coming in at first because of weight loss, burning calories, seeing that number Mm -hmm. on her Apple watch after. Um, And I know that there are people that are going to be listening to this, whether it's a female or a male, Mm -hmm. Um, they're gonna be listening or watching and they're gonna see you mm-hmm. and they're gonna see how vibrant yeah. you are Thank and you. how gorgeous you are. Thank you. And your zest for life. Yes. And they're gonna say, You're gonna well, I wanna come to this
2: podcast every day now, right?
1: I know, <laughs> please.
0: Keep going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. Yeah.
1: No. I receive it. Thank
0: you for the yes. compliment. They're, but they're it. gonna they're gonna see that or they're gonna follow you on Instagram at coach to Lin. No, I am Tulin on Instagram. But close enough. Um, I am. Well, I am okay, yeah. I am but I thought, no, I asked you before, is it Coach Tulin? So you, you I go to Tulin. Coach Tulin, it'll okay, it direct you to okay, Tulin, yeah, yeah. I am Tulin, but it's I am Tulin because somebody
1: else took Tulin. Anyway.
0: Okay. So they're going to see all that and they're going to say, I just still scared to walk into yes. whether it's grit or someplace right. else. So what do you say to that person? We're not even going to qualify it as a male or a female. What do you say to that person who is looking at you going, well, yeah, but she's already lost the weight or done the first class mm. you know what do you say to that person number one i'm not a unicorn I um am. you are
1: a, unicorn? <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> a you're unicorn. honestly not
0: following me yeah i know <laughs> okay
1: well what i mean by i'm not like i'm a magical unicorn like i mean you know any bodily function always involves glitter and rainbows yeah so that part of it is fine but i'm not um I'm not the only one. I'm mm-hmm. not the, there are others. And so people, a lot of times will say that, like, they'll think, yeah, but you're Coach Sheila I'm like, that has, that does not diminish the journey, the struggle, the, the overcoming. So the first thing I would want to say is I honor how they feel. Because mm-hmm. it's real. And it's been holding them back. It's been holding them back from walking in the door. It's been holding them back from feeling like they belong, and one of the things that people really notice in the videos when I share my journey, and I share not the highlight reel, real life. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I show the highlight reel because I'm excited too about you know progress. But um, we tell ourselves a story, and we attach it to a moment. And so we take this bad moment and we make the choice to turn it into a um, a bad day, a bad life. You know, not only say bad life, but you know, bad month. And then I had surveyed those that I personally coach. And people were taking a bad moment turning into 20, 30, and 40 years. Mm -hmm. And when we're going into that, somehow we feel like we don't belong. So here's the reality. And I'm just going to speak the things that someone maybe who looks like me or can relate to what they see or anything they see on social media, what they're thinking of. Number one, they're going to walk in. They're going to see bodies that don't look like their own. But here's the reality. None of the bodies in the studio looks like anyone else's. They are unique. And on their journeys, they look like that. They're going to wonder if they can fit on the spin bike. They are going to evaluate, will they be able to get in between the spin bikes? Are their hips going to hit it? Are they, are they going to physically be able to move that bike? Are they going to be able to keep up? Here's the reality. I don't care what size your body is. It does not determine the size of your journey. All these feelings that we have are these stories that we're creating, and culture matters. When I was asked to be a part of your ambassador programs, the first time I've ever agreed to do that. And I get approached a lot. And the reason why I chose to do this with grit was because I felt the culture. Like, Mm -hmm. it makes me emotional. Mm -hmm. Like, now that I know you guys' story, like, I get the culture. And we are holding ourselves from our greatness because of the story. I honor how you feel, but you're telling yourself a story that you're not good enough, or you don't fit in, or you can't do it, yet you don't have an experience to judge that off of. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, when you first get on the spin bike, It is going to hurt your booty. But have someone help you adjust it to work for you. And no, you might not be able to stand up like everyone in the instant. But you know what? Look around the room instead of saying, I don't belong. Look around saying, look what's possible.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And celebrate the little moments. Have the conversation with the studio. Have a conversation with the the instructor. Let them know. But I haven't met an instructor yet that goes, you don't belong here. Mm -hmm. You do belong here. And we need to stop letting our journey and our size or whatever that story is to make us feel like that we're the only one who's dealing with that. That is a protection mechanism mm-hmm. that is us being able to stay in this cocoon and this comfort zone that nobody else understands. But in truth, regardless of size of your body, we all understand and you belong. And also for those plus size women out there who are like, I want to be able to run. I can't get these legs to move fast enough on the ground yet, but I can on the spin bike. And I can get that runner's high. And I can climb. Oh, and high. Yes, like yeah. multiple times. And I can, you know, dive into that climb and crush my life goals. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: I hope I answered the question. I don't you know, did. No question you did. I thought I meant to. Are you familiar I, with Byron Katie? No, should I be? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Matt.
2: <laughs> I was just saying that's so why a lot of the times, one of the things that like I'm most proud of at Grit is, just watching the different people actually get along once they get in there. Yes. Like different the different bonds and like people that you wouldn't think normally. Had to, it doesn't matter size, shape, age, mm-hmm. race, all those things. Right. But you start to see, you know, groups of people start to hang out. Before or after class, or like they're always getting the same bike next to each other, so they can work out next to each other. Even yeah. though they might not have known each other three weeks ago, but now they're spin buddies, yeah. and they're they're holding them each other accountable and cheering each other on. And and I think as an instructor, for me, um, almost seeing people do better, even just if it's one song, like. And, and if you don't think we notice, like you notice, when somebody mm-hmm. comes back the second or a third time, you're gonna notice them, and you're gonna notice maybe they didn't stand up a lot the first time, but the second time they did, and that's something to be celebrated. You know, this progress every class because yeah. it is, and it doesn't matter your size or shape. Like you're gonna get better, and your first time's not always the best time. And it's so I try to tell everybody that I talk to. It's overwhelming. Yeah. Like there's no doubt about it the lights go off there's 50 people in that room and there might be you know 10 people that aren't doing what 40 people are doing but there's nothing wrong with that like i would say like sitting down is okay like watch look you'll see it and then once you get it then the smile is going to be twice as big like once you start to feel the energy of the people around you nobody's in there judging that's why it's like that like that's one thing that we've Push since day one is that it's not, it's not competitive. It's something that we all work together to try to have fun and be happy. And you know, you're going to sweat a ton, and it might be uncomfortable a little bit, but yeah. that's that's part of what we're trying to do. You're not going to you're not going to change being comfortable. Like yeah. you need to sweat, you need to push yourself, you need to do those things. Like I feel like it's an easy 45 minutes to do that.
1: It is an easy 45 minutes. The other thing is too is that I am celebrating like mad every class I really am um, so like the other day we were doing what is it called the hand hop? Yeah. yeah I did that standing
0: it was the <laughs> first was time like, that's a lot because like I have a hard time
1: doing it. <laughs> okay uh, now I'm I'm sure some songs at a higher speed that I can't do it but yeah. I did it so yeah. now I see what's possible and look what I can do if you ever see me, what do they call it? Smarty Cassie? Yeah. Okay. If you ever see me do that in class, I, if I have a smile on my face, I look like a happy Muppet. If I look <laughs> focused, I look like an angry Muppet because my hair. I am rocking that ish out. And is like, awesome. I'm an introvert, but spin's great because I think it's just you and the bike and even in a crowd with other people. It's perfect for extroverts and introverts.
0: We're all in, we're we're a table of interest. Oh yeah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um I want to ask you more questions, okay. and so I'm going to pause my podcast, and, and and it'll be like a commercial break, and then we're going to come back. Okay, so we're back, and I'm, like I know there's like so many. <laughs> I feel like we're going to have to have you back. Oh, like, have you back m- many 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 times because I feel like people are going to ask questions and then it's going to bring stuff up. Um gosh, there's just like so many things. There are what do you think other than those stories that we tell in our head? I know we were having conversations about clothing. We are having conversations I mean, there's so many things, but what are what are some of the other things that prevent people regardless of size, athletic capability, whatever? But you come across so many different people and so many different Um, times in their lives, but what are other things that should be motivating people to move their body other than a calorie burn, a size thing? So... I have
1: lived the whole life of chasing a size, chasing a weight, chasing a date, like the universe is gonna stop rotating, and go, oh girl, I see you got a calendar out, you got your pens out, you got your plan. Nobody bother her for the next 90 days or whatever program you're doing. The reality is when you make a commitment, the universe is going to test your commitment to your commitment. And that's a beautiful thing because that allows us to practice. Like this really is a practice. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing is recognizing the season that you are in your life. And um, I, I call it sometimes we're in um, potty training season, which means we only have the five minutes that we're sitting on the potty. <laughs> and then there's other times that we have you know, more time. And there's something about fitness that we think that it has to fit a particular path. Mm-hmm. You've got to do all the eating right. You've got to do all the fitness right. You've got to just, you know, replace the negative thoughts with positive, which makes you completely inhuman and alien. Like, it's just like, we forget that we're humans and Mm -hmm. we forget that we have feelings and we spent so much time being detached from our feelings that we don't think in our fitness journey, how do I want to feel? How do I want to go about this? What's important to me right now? And to attach what they do and how they move their body to that. And so it stops people a lot of times, I think, and what i found in in those that I've worked with and I've helped a lot of people, is that they think that they're gonna go from the life they lived before to all of a sudden this game plan. I'm gonna go to spin. I'm gonna go to Matt's spin class at 5.45 in the morning, right, but they've spent this time feeling whatever feelings they are lethargic, negative self-talk, all these things. So I'm going to go to 545, spin, and then I'm going to make sure that I meal prep for the week, etc. and this all or nothing mentality. Mm-hmm. And so we're approaching fitness from the destination perspective versus the journey versus how do I want to feel? What do I want to do? How do I connect that? And then how do I want to make sure that it happens through the class? Because I think that fitness should be a challenge. And we should work at our ability and be able to challenge that, understand what that means. Modifications is not less of a workout. When I'm modifying, I'm still crushing it to the Mm -hmm. best of my ability. Mm -hmm. I'm still burning calories if that's someone's thing. But to understand those are just layers that you can add to and remove. And so there's times that we're in a season in our life that we have a small amount of time or we fall off track, but it doesn't diminish the work we've done. Mm -hmm. And so people look back at their past history with fitness and see that as a negative, I actually say you've already done 80% of the work to help you reach your goals. Because all of that's really valuable information. So what's stopping them from moving forward is their relationship with their past. And we're surrounded by people who will support that less than stellar conversation about your past. That's the water cool you don't wanna be at. Like you wanna be at the table who's got the personal development books and one person sitting there reading a book is probably personal development. How do I rise to get there and then we can rise together? And so we're talking to people about fitness and our goals, and they offer us unsolicited advice and opinions. They're afraid of them being on this journey and how it's gonna uh, upset the balance of their relationship. Uh, You have a spouse. I was the unsupported spouse. I can't move forward because, for whatever reason, they have a problem with this. I can't eat these meals because my family won't eat it. So we overcomplicate a process that doesn't have to be complicated. I'm not saying that all those components don't play a role. I'm just saying that if we layered our way into it, mm-hmm. and then recognize our different seasons in our life, and that we go to a spin class, come to grit, and pour into ourselves for 45 minutes, so less than 4% of our day, 3% of our day, for 45 minutes to pour into myself, so I can pour from a full cup, and I could be investing that in my kids, my time, my money. So we say that they're the reason, I'm using kids as an example, it could be fur babies, it could be an organization, it could be your job. We say they're the reason, but we've just made them the excuse. And so people come back from fitness because of the past history, how they started and stopped. They just know they're going to quit on themselves again. Mm -hmm. Um, And then also, I can't do this because I have all these other things to do. But if you do this, you're going to do all those things better. Yeah,
0: that's like one of the things that I talk about is that working out creates momentum in your life, moving your body. Uh-huh. Even if it's five minutes walking. It you happy. It move, it creates momentum. Mm-hmm. It's forward motion. Uh-huh. Sitting and doing nothing is staying still. So wh- whether it's working out or making your lunch instead of buying your lunch or whatever it is, it's forward motion. And when you create yeah. momentum with even just a small step of forward motion, you are going that's going to build momentum can't help but build and the only way that it stops is when you stop and so and it's just like it gives me goosebumps because I see it happen over and over again that people you know are making forward motion they're creating momentum for themselves and they then create success and then I see it over and over again the forward motion they're creating the momentum and then they stop mm-hmm. and then they fall back into that story right. again. Well, I, you know, I can't because of this, or I can't because of that. And why isn't it happening for me? When all the, they, the only thing that stopped was the forward motion. That was it. And that momentum.
1: It's, um, you know, people say consistency. I'm a big believer in progress over consistency. Um, consistency can sometimes feel like, I'm not saying it's a bad word, but for some people that can represent Perfection mm-hmm. versus progress allows you to be human. Like it doesn't undo the work. Like if you can't go to your spin class however many days a week that you were going before, mm-hmm. and because the season in your life has shifted for a moment, you can still have that forward progress. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that people um, do too is they are just afraid of success as they are of failure. Mm-hmm. They are just afraid, of, and, and the attention that some. Girl, you yeah. look so good. You look so pretty. Like, you look so pretty, Matt. Like, <laughs> yeah. Have you lost lovely right? yeah. Like, you know, and then it's like, yeah, yeah. And you're like, and you, you're not used to receiving compliments. Mm-hmm. And then also you go, well, what I look like before? Mm-hmm. And then that takes them. And again, these are just stories. There's
0: so many things. There's
1: so many things. But if we just went into fitness from a place of, it aligns with how it is I want to feel in life mm-hmm. and it adds to it versus taking away from it. It's a completely different experience.
0: So how, cause people are going to watch this okay. and they're going to go, this chick rocks. <laughs> how do people work with you? What do you do? <sighs>
1: oh gosh. It's so funny. So I am so good at helping other people say that. And so here's where the cavewoman comes out. Basically, um, what I do is I help people start and re-engage in fitness. Um, from a place of self-love as defined by them. I help them connect the way that they're going to move their bodies with the way that they want to feel in life. Mm-hmm. But in truth, I just, I'm just using fitness as a vehicle. Mm-hmm. And so in that vehicle, it has changed their businesses. It has changed their jobs. It has changed their relationships, created boundaries. They finally understand that fitness is not punishment and deprivation or, or nutrition. Mm-hmm. That it's an in addition to, it's something you can grow from that adds to the balance in our life versus taking away from it. So that's what I help people do. So I don't have any particular workout that I drive them to. I find out, what do you always want to do? How do mm-hmm. you want to feel? And then I connect that to um, something in their life that they'll like a hobby. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll show up for that. So if I can show them they already have the mechanics, they've already done 80% of the work. I can show them how they can move forward from a place of, like, like within, like, 48 hours, they start loving themselves. They understand what that means to them. That's what I do.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And you work with people all over the United States. All over the world. All over the world. Mm -hmm.
1: And how do they connect with you? So the best thing to do would be to connect with me on social media, um either any place you can find me at am Tulan or... Co- I'm sorry, I should say I should say at Coach Chilin. Um And then also I have a podcast that's coming back that's called Fit As No Size. I love that. Thank you. And so um, I would connect with me there and then when things start to open up where I start opening up my coaching programs and things like that, that's where you'd be notified. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll tag you on everything so that you can find her there. You can also find her riding in the Huntington Beach studio. Girl, like a you're lot. There. I you're love there. it. <laughs> and she is fun to can i say that i watched i usually people don't look at you but i couldn't help but watch you when i was in class with you because you rode with so much joy so much joy that it's i mean i just couldn't help but peek peek at you in the mirror but really people don't look at you
1: no (laughs) but i did (laughs) it's the energy i think i don't think it's not here's the thing i can tell you it wasn't like I'm gonna say this in the most blown. Way. It wasn't like go fat girl for go. That wasn't what that was. That no. was there's an energy that's coming out
0: and that's what you saw. It's the, jo- like it's the joy. like I said, you grow with joy. Exactly. So it didn't it didn't matter if it was you exactly. or someone else. So that's I recognize when people are writing with a smile on their face, yes. they're clearly engaged, yep. they're clearly having fun and as the fitness professional in right. the room I get off on that yes so
1: and I think that's what's important yeah. for people to understand like well you're like no she was attracted to there was a connection of mm-hmm. energy of effort and that could been anyone else in the room and I actually find this a huge compliment because every time I, live a spin, I leave a spin class your instructors are telling me you bring so much energy mm-hmm. they're never like good for you they're like they appreciate mm-hmm. the energy that comes back which the more energy I put out, the more energy I get mm-hmm. back, right? Mm-hmm. And so the more it lifts me on my journey. And the only reason why I'm hooping and hollering in the class, honestly, is ha, is to remind me to engage my core. And whoo, is to remind me to breathe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're breathing. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad you're engaging your core. Yes. Um, I'm glad that you came in to talk with us today. Thank you, guys. Matt you. gets to ask Ooh, you the final question. Yes. last
1: question.
2: Yes. If Coach Tulin yes, sir. could have a billboard, what would it say?
1: Uh... Oh, it would say we are not a before we are not an after we are forever a work in progress
0: there you go perfect
1: thanks for letting me be blunt to myself <laughs> and unedited I appreciate that we don't edit here no I love this that this is who we are yeah that's who I am
0: um, I'm Cassie that's Matt we're talking grit hit us up on social thanks guys
2: see ya